Hello everyone, this is Alberto Haddad from Madrid and it's a pleasure and an honor for me to introduce uh, Professor Julio Acero which is one of the most important figures in our specialty uh, friend and uh, um, I would like to ask uh, him um, his position, his, uh, his situation in the International Association um, Please, Dr. Acero. Thank you, Alberto. <coughs> I would like, first of all, I would like to thank the International Association and Ordea Debra and you uh, for allowing me to give some information about myself and about my thoughts, my thinking, my specialty. So I'm Julio Acero. Uh, I am currently a past president of the International Association. I'm also president-elect of the European Association. And uh, clinically, I am head of department as professor and professor of surgery uh, in Ramon y Cajal University Hospital in Madrid, Spain. Uh, really, I am proud of uh, being here. And why? Because this really means that uh, somebody thinks that my opinions are uh, probably helpful, especially for the younger. Uh, to focus their life concerning personal experiences and our profession. So for that, thank you very much. How is your position, how is your situation in the International Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons? Till the beginning to, uh, yeah. to now. Yeah, in this great icons here in Rio, really, I have a mixture of, of feelings. One side, of course, I'm happy and proud of the organization and uh, especially every A comes becoming the global venue where uh, specialists uh, coming from around the world meet and especially the first is first impression. I, I feel not like a member of the board of directors of the first person, but I feel like being in a place full of friends. Uh, and this is the let's say uh, the most important impression I have after having been dedicated, you know uh, 16 years uh, to serve the International Association in, in the leadership position because, uh, of course, uh, when you start as a young surgeon and have some, uh, let's say, uh, desire of, 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 of learning what the, the, the best in the world can show, you start to, uh, to, to attend international conferences, uh, regional and finally international. I remember the first one was in, in my first icons uh, was in Washington, United States. I really was impressed by uh, that so many uh, prominent colleagues around the world made it. So this was my first and my last. Now this is my my last at that time. My current icon will say it. hopefully it will not, will not be the last. Uh, and so this is first impression in in these years, 16 years in a leadership position, and before I don't know maybe 10 years more attending as attendant. I have been moving from the, from the, the, the let's say, the, <laughs> the lowest level attendant, as a, let's say, young specialist, until the person where I can't give <laughs> uh, two steps without somebody coming to uh, Professor Atero, let's take a picture, or I would like to visit the department and so. So this is my, my first feeling, that finally, after so many years serving the specialty, finally through the international session, 
I feel that I have been able to make many friends. Is that people appreciate that this is the, the best that I can say because I, I tried during these years to give uh, the best of myself concerning education. This is, I think, that's the core of our of our uh, role in, in, in an association, education. So, firstly, when I was uh, the attendant, I came into uh, being representative of Spain as the conciliar. Uh, finally, I was the president of the Spanish society. I started uh, also with education. How was my trajectory? I, uh, remember as a, a was the education officer of the Association for 12 years. It was renewed and renewed and renewed and we really at that time was a great time. Uh, we did change the, the relationship uh, balance of the specialty to Europe because we, at that time the uh, countries of Eastern Europe were incorporated to the same standard and really uh, it was amazing how so I was engaged in that. So I was representing Europe in the Education Committee, and uh, and in that Education Committee, I found somebody who was critical uh, to my let's say career career in the uh, international association. Who was Nabil Saman? Nabil Saman at that time was the chairman of the Education Committee, and Nabil Nabil uh, offered me to become the chairman of the Education Committee of the International when he became president-elect at that time. So that is always in my life I've been facing situations where I had to take a step forward, which was really complex in Europe. And I was appointed education officer in uh, in international, but it worked, and really I was happy. And finally, uh, after six years uh, serving the association as the chairman for education, and again expanding the educational programs throughout the world. At that time, was the, the really the blossoming of the of the educational uh, programs, uh, especially in trying to serve countries where the specialty was uh, a less developed role, and we uh, had a lot of programs in uh, Asia, starting Asia, uh, following Nabil, and Latin America. At that time was Dr. Ferreria, the president of the international. We started in Peru, uh, over Nabil, taking that program forward, and afterward we went to Always, with uh, I always try to to offer our colleagues what they want. That I didn't want to. Uh, you, we, we will uh, organize this program. No, no. What do you want? What do you want? What? How can we share? How can we, uh, from the educational point of view, how can the international association serve in your region, your country? Uh, okay, Latin American associations. Okay, let's focus in Paraguay, for instance. There is no association there, and we, there is no specialty, in fact. And finally, we got a new specialty there. We, so finally, we have been organizing programs and programs throughout the world. Africa has been 10 times in Africa. And, and so it was the evolution. And somebody said, why not to apply for the presidency? I never had the uh, idea of uh, having a target in my, I simply do what I have to do. <laughs> and somebody, in, in this, was, this was the history of my life. I had a, a interesting conversation with Javier Lagunas uh, after his lecture on digital marketing and so yeah, to have to have a target and I said I don't agree I, I in the in the let's say in the general aspect of life you have to have micro targets I think now I'm here and I, I have to go there now I'm president of international I have I want to expand education to restructure the office blah blah blah, blah. and this is micro but in my life only I didn't have any target my only uh, philosophy was to try to accomplish my duties and always somebody came to me in 
Spanish Association, in the European Association, in the International Association. So you should go now for this. And then my colleagues, prominent colleagues in Nevada, took me to well, and finally my prominent colleagues uh, in the international suggested me to apply uh, to run for the presidency. Was many this is something that I'm happy with our session that Nowadays, we have many, many people who could serve as uh, the president. At that time, I, I was successful, and I was voted, uh, as far as I can remember, in Barcelona's icons, which, which was really a great icon, I have to say. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that because I was part of the organization, but everybody was happy there. And finally, I got the presidency. Uh, this is my history and my, my goal. My goal is simply to, to do what I have to do, <laughs> to, to accomplish like my parents, Logically, critical in my life was uh, in everybody's life is what you uh, you have uh, experience at home, and they uh, simply transfer to me uh, the feeling uh, that you have uh, to accomplish your duties. And finally, at the end of the day, maybe you can have uh, you can be successful. Uh, you can feel comfortable uh, at the level of the any uh, profession that you are uh, carrying out. But uh, I think that the most important feeling is the sense that uh, you really are comfortable and happy with yourself. I think that you have done what you had to do, what you should have done, and this is what I, 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 this I don't, and I'm not sure if I really have uh, answered your question, but I think there was in this sense. And so here, here I am, really I am the past president. Yesterday uh, we were taking some pictures uh, when I was awarded it was really a big honor, was really a heart-taking moment with the uh, Distinguished Fellowship Award, which is the most prominent award of the species. It was really, I was a little bit, uh, you know, uh, heart-taking uh, yesterday. Uh, I took a picture, somebody took, took a picture with Alexis, the president, uh, Gabi, our next president, coming president, and myself, I said, I am the past, you are the present, and Gabi is the future. But not that. I, I think that we, uh, we, we have to continue serving the specialty and the association uh, at different levels. And so I have explained my evolution in the, in, the, in the society. And now we have to give uh, to open the way to, to the next and to help to continue collaborating. I don't like uh, those people who have been in a prominent way and uh, disappear, disappear. In fact, I'm happy when Larry Lisson, our foundation's chairman, offered me to continue uh, taking care of the visiting scholar program because you know it is something that I like is promoting educational exchange throughout, throughout the world. What will be your advice, if you can, to your younger self uh, when you start the? Uh, I mean, to you. To my advice after no, but I am young. Well, I don't understand <laughs> the question. <laughs> if you can, if you can say an I advice. Said, I said it before. <laughs> to be yourself, to try to accomplish your duties, but. <laughs> I think I don't. Uh, sorry, I don't understand the when I when I was young. I am young. <laughs> I think young at least. Probably I'm confused and I'm not. Uh, maybe I. Uh, now, now seriously, this is something that I do advise to to the young girl, not to the youngs. <laughs> uh, that uh, you have to be yourself, and you have to feel young always. And I said, probably. Uh, to people like you, uh, 
that uh, you have the same, that you have the same feelings uh, when you are starting, especially at the level, that, professional level that you are. But when you be, become a big professor and uh, most of everything, if you don't feel young and have the same, exactly the same desire to progress, to learn, uh, you are a kid. I think I, I advi my advice is to people, those people who lost the, uh, the uh, spirit of youngness is uh, to, to, to give uh, the torch to, to others. So I cannot give any advice. It's different, the same than, than now. I would do the exactly the same I have done. And probably also your question is addressing uh, advice being yeah, yes, to be yourself and to try to, to continue progressing and to try to learn. And uh, if I miss something that I would say, well, uh, I should have done in a different way. I, I, I would say I would have done exactly the same because as said, it was not dictated by any goal, but it simply was flowing. And if I have to say I miss something is to have had longer time to be with my family. But at the end of the day, I feel that I never uh, failed them. I have a nice family. And, and so, uh, if I would have done a different thing, probably, <laughs> if I know in a good professional situation, uh, in a good familiar situation, and it worked, why it should have changed any, so probably, because if I would say, if I give the advice to myself, uh, change, uh, let's say, the, the balance of time you gave to the family and to the profession, and so and so and so, but it probably it would have been impossible. And things that are impossible leads to frustration because you have to take decisions. If, if you want to dedicate to surgery and uh, to the family, you have to find a balance. But if you change the balance and go more for the surgery for the family, so I dedicate a lot of time to the surgery, but also to my family. The thing is that uh, during my life, I think I have been I have been very well supported by my family, especially my wife Maria Angeles. And uh, on the other hand, my life has been always very intense. So it means that uh, probably people say, "Oh, this guy is always lecturing, traveling around, in the operating theater." Probably has no family life. No, no. But my family life is probably more intense than the family life of more people or many people uh, not so dedicated to. Sorry, I think it's, it's a matter of yeah. It's focusing in, in, in the situation where you are. It's opening windows now, uh, and you know because uh, you have been, I have to say, uh, you have been saying you have you was my medical student at the university, and told me the presidency of the university. And you have seen that when I'm dedicated to one uh, topic, I open the window. I just totally focusing. I think this is my focus. Uh, but when I close that and I open the family window, it's dedicated 100 percent on. Let's go to the opera, let's go to the cinema, let's take a walk. This is the thing is to, to my advice to myself is to, to, to be yourself, to have done what I have done. And really when you do something is to dedicate to it uh, at the deepest with enthusiasm. Talking about uh, scientific things, uh, we all know that you are an expert on school-based uh, tumor resection and reconstruction. What would you what would be your advice to those surgeons that are trying to start doing those kind of surgeries, the reconstruction of those surgeries? What would be your advice for them? 
yeah, my advice, uh, my advice would be based on the concept that I am lying down, I don't know. And I was having a conversation when I arrived here with a new colleague, Nathan Calau, about that, about how we are here in a, a, a global congress, and I am not only the past president and been engaged in every activity of the association, but uh, also speaker. And uh, as we have a, a speech today on a complication in reconstructive surgery and new technologies. So, and I was, I thought, oh, so and I'm here doing, performing the most complex operation of the specialty, but maybe in surgery, school base, complex, very complex reconstructive procedure, oncologic and reconstructive, because this is something that we, uh, maxillofacial surgeons can offer to the patient that we have a comprehensive approach, uh, not like other specialties that they perform one group or one specialty resection, other specialty, another specialty comes to perform the, the reconstruction and they don't understand themselves, but we have as maxillofacial or maxillofacial surgeons experts in the field with a comprehensive approach to resection. And I was remembering with that conversation when I, I was starting as a trainee, the first year in Ramonica Health Hospital, where fortunately I came back as the, as the department years later, my first impression was, she asked me, Bianca, what was your first congress? And I said, was the head and neck congress in Mayo? I said, no, no, no. When I was there, it was a congress in the hospital where I was attending. I said, oh, these guys, how can do this very complex operation? I will never be able to do this. Uh, because it was the slides with uh, transfacial approaches. And first is that uh, you have to like what you are, you don't like. I am not a reconstructive surgeon or a scalping surgeon. I am a and maxillary surgeons, and I defend that specialty has a scope starting in uh, dental surgery and uh, ending in complex craniofacial procedures. And, 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 and let's say, I um, could be engaged in every part of the specialty, let's say, maybe left no, because there's a dedication, etc. Uh, but uh, you have to start in the basis. You cannot go directly from the uh, from nothing to a complex procedure. This is my first advice. You have, if you would like to be a right, correct uh, OMF surgeon, you have to, uh, to to control the whole specialty. They have seen people dedicated to an area that lack of knowledge of other areas, and for instance, knowing about osteotomies, knowing about orthognathic surgery, knowing about pediatric surgery, helps you to perform a, a complex oncology procedures in children or a, a, through approaches with osteotomy or to repair the bone adequately. And so finally, you, uh, once you have a general basis, you can go for, a, a, let's say, deeper uh, training. As I said, firstly, you have to like it because when you, you have to dedicate time, you have to to go to uh, congresses like this to see what the other are doing. I am totally full enemy of endogamic uh, uh, situations because people think that they are in the, in the best world and they are probably uh, going down. But uh, once thought that, you will be trying to have to visit uh, the best masters and so you have to take also a hundred courses and, and, and logically, uh, you don't work finally in a department where this type of research is doing, it's very difficult to, to start them. Although uh, maybe if you are uh, one of the leaders, you can introduce new things like we are doing in the hospital always. Now you have to use uh, the, 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 the new technology and so on. So, so it's a progressive, uh, progressive way. And so at the end of the day, 
uh, coming back to the start point of, of, the, of, of my answer to this point, why first Congress, I didn't have any idea about how to remove a Wilson tooth, and I was impressed by uh, the tape operation that at that time in the in the 90s was done by by our uh, masters. And finally, I am doing more complex procedures, having followed a way that has been a progressive way, uh, learning and incorporating new things. And, and so this is uh, and another advice is that once you have uh, achieved this, let's say, uh, level of uh, of surgery. You have to continue uh, learning and continue practicing and continue asking yourself, is this right? Who could we improve that? And you know that we are incorporating new techniques, we are publishing, and uh, because if you if you achieve a level uh, in any of our uh, surgical fields and say, okay, I'm at the top, in 10 years you're out because it's another concept that our young have to know. Now we, as uh, educators, have to teach not only uh, let's say technique or how to do that, but we have to learn to teach, sorry, that, uh, that our students, our kids, our young consultants have to learn how to learn and how to ask themselves that they have to continue because many things that we are doing now probably will be will what we done in some years and new things will done. And if you don't ask yourself and continue this continuous education thing, but not only for for the younger or for the let's say middle class area, but also for the this I always say says uh, you can't teach if you are not learning because you have to be the best for teaching something you have always to provide new uh, knowledge to the people who are sitting this is uh, mandatory it's not right if somebody goes to and you uh, have a non-updated knowledge finally my last question what is your view or your hope for the future of the speciality my view based on a, on this is a general revision of what we have been talking about, which is a view uh, based on the experience of somebody who fortunately is not uh, it's not so old to, to say I'm finished, but I am. In the next year we will continue working for the president. Uh, for a while, uh, and looking at what I have seen during uh, these years, uh, I think that uh, the specialty, which is a complex specialty due to the variety, it's a complex specialty uh, technically due to the field where we are working, but also due to the difference in the world. This is our weakness, that, uh, that uh, according to the tradition, according to the education, there are many differences uh, within the different, part of the, um, in the different parts of the, of the world. Uh, during my presidency and the tenure have been the board of directors of the internationals in the European, we have tried always tried not to homogenize. I think that uh, harmonization has to be done uh, showing the general scope. This is the thing. complex specialty, vari variety, but one scope. The scope is very clear. It's every surgical or many also medical, uh, let's say, uh, proceedings or pathologies affecting the oral and maxillofacial region. And so, we have a scope. Different difference in approaching and covering those scopes. So, I think that we have to continue providing education at the highest level for the younger on the different parts of the world to see what is the uh, most updated standard of our scope. And probably this, in fact, 
going back to my my thinking, my thoughts about how, how it's I have seen an evolution that many countries evolving, incorporating new techniques, but we have education change, and the younger say, okay, why not to incorporate these techniques that they are done in Spain or in the United States or in Japan or whatever, and, uh, and uh, so grow. In this sense, I am, uh, I am positive for the future. If we continue in this way of uh, educational change and trying to get a non-forced harmonization, but it should be, uh, a, let's say, a fluent and logical harmonization. Uh, uh, but we have to be uh, united. We have to, to keep united because if everybody goes, we are not so with specialty. We are not. Uh, we are now in a global venue, and we look. Uh, big, but really, if you go to a country, we have uh, bigger specialties, and they are really sometimes taking our field. And for that, I think that we have to keep united and to work together. I think if we, if we, if you, uh, we are able to uh, to follow this 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 uh, type of, of behavior, I think that we can uh, progress, and the specialty will progress. If not, uh, we have problems because of. So for that, I think that uh, the basic thing to be uh, to have a goal to be uh, finally is healthcare and providing the best to our patients. If we as a specialty are able uh, to continue working together uh, to uh, achieve this uh, goal as a global basis, trying to eliminate the differences between the different countries uh, and regions. And achieve the goal of providing the best, uh, the most updated tests for treating our patients globally. So we'll be successful. This is my opinion. Thank you very much, Professor Acero, for your useful advices and your life experience. And uh, it was great. Thank you. I for you to uh, take another opinion in 10 years. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. IAOMS members receive additional benefits such as access to the IJOMS, educational resources, reduced rates for conferences, and more. To join or renew your membership, please visit www.iaoms.org. Keep up to date with our weekly podcast by following IAOMS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news. See you next week.